All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Mavs Outsider Podcast. This is your host, Dustin. I uh, know I had said I would do a pod earlier in the week, but we didn't have any Mavs games, so I pretty much chose kind of to sit it out for a minute. Um, Two games did get postponed, the one against Detroit and the one against Houston. Um... Was there a third game that got uh, canceled? I can't remember. Maybe there was. Maybe there wasn't. Um, but anyhow, the Mavs do play tomorrow, uh, which is Monday, uh, I guess February 22nd. I, I believe they play Memphis. So that's that's a pretty long break they've had this week, uh, which is probably something they needed. Um I think one of the problems they had is they were playing so many games on the road, uh, and you know they came back and they they had that that uh, home stretch where they actually you know won a lot of games. It really helped. I think they only lost one or two, um, but you know this was something the Mavs needed. Uh, they do have a, a tough stretch coming up uh, against some. Eastern Conference teams, but I, you know, it would have been nice to be able to get some of those games in because, uh, you know, like Detroit isn't, you know, Detroit plays hard, I'll give them credit, but, you know, it would have been nice to get that game against Detroit. And So, anyhow, I guess what I decided to do, since there hadn't been a game in a week, is kind of do a, uh, um, maybe a, like a, kind of a state of the Mavs type thing and talk about players that might be available um, whether it's through trade or whether they're a buyout or a free agent or you know and maybe what the Mavs might do what I think they will do what I would like them to do maybe just go over a little bit of that but uh, to start with I am making this after the, I guess, Friday or Saturday, one of the two, the Houston Rockets released uh, Boogie Cousins, which is an interesting move. I know there are a lot of teams interested in him, and I guess the rumor was Dallas was one of them. I do, I, I do actually think he could help this team, honestly. Um... One thing he can do is he is a good rebounder. He is a big body. I think I think he could play better next to Porzingis, better than a guy like Andre Drummond. And the reason I think that is because Boogie can actually shoot it from the outside. Even though you do want him posting up, he does have the ability to to shoot the outside jumper. Now where the problem lies is on defense and you're asking all of a sudden either Boogie or Porzingis to cover fours. And that's where I think the Mavericks get in trouble when they try to add a big guy to that spot. So I I, I do now one thing I will say is that Boogie I think has been coming off the bench in Houston. And if he wanted to play with Dallas and he was okay with coming off the bench, I, I think that would be fantastic. Um, because 
you know, there you don't necessarily have to play him with Porzingis, you know. And uh, okay, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> my phone actually rang uh, during the uh, while I was talking, but anyhow, if Boogie could come off the bench, um, I, I do think that could help the Mavs team. I think it could help their their bench scoring, their rebounding. You know, you could still start Maxi and. You know, you can match up against pretty much any team you wanted. Um, I, I think, honestly, I think Boogie could do a better job guarding fours than Porzingis. But I, I just, I guess I'd have to see it. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how his defense would be against, you know, a, a player like that. You know, I could see, I think he could guard a guy like Kawhi Leonard if he had to. Um, obviously, it's not going to be the best defense on him, but, you know, I, Kawhi, one of the things Kawhi Leonard does to this team is, and, and it frustrates me, and it's not just Kawhi, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of guys, and obviously they're great players, and so stopping any of them is difficult to begin with, but one of the things I get frustrated with is seeing Dorian Finney-Smith play the four position. I, it just frustrates me to no end, and He's just not big enough. He isn't big enough. He he just can't do it. Watching him trying to guard those guys, I know he's a good defender, but watching him trying to guard those guys is very frustrating. And I like my chances better with Boogie trying to do it over you know Dorian Finney Smith. So I don't think Cousins will sign with Dallas. I do feel like. Um, he will sign with a team that has a chance to win a title. Uh, I, I could see it being the Lakers. You know, I know he was with the Lakers uh, last year. I think they released him after he tore his ACL. I, I don't know the whole – I think that's what it was. Um, but I could see him playing with the Lakers, but I could also see him going to Brooklyn. Brooklyn could really use him. Um Especially, like I said, if he's willing to come off the bench, I mean that's one of the that's the big they're missing. You know, Brooklyn has no backup big. They got DeAndre Jordan, and that's it. And so I figured Brooklyn was going to get Boogie or Andre Drummond. Um, now I don't think Drummond will be traded. I think there are teams out there who believe they have a tra- chance at Andre Drummond without trading for him, and. I do think that he does just get bought out. And I do think he'll go to a team that has a chance to win a title. And I think that is something like Brooklyn. And I keep bringing up Brooklyn because I I think Brooklyn is a very talented team. They do have a problem on defense, though. And if you could add a guy, a big, like a Drummond, on that team, I mean, you've changed the dynamic of it. And... I just think that's what a team like that is missing to basically compete against any other team in the league. I think that kind of puts them on the top of the Eastern Conference. I think one of the problems they have is lack of depth. depth. And when you add a guy like a Drummond to that team, you really, you really add um, you know, a borderline all-star type player. You know, a guy who will get 20 rebounds 
and who can score 20 points just getting, you know, points in the paint, you know. He's not chunking shots. So Drummond would fit. I, I think they would have to move Jordan to the bench, which, you know, he's just going to have to deal with. But Drummond's a much better player than DeAndre Jordan. Um, DeAndre Jordan's towards the end of his career. But uh, I just don't think that's a guy the Mavs are bringing in. Uh, I think Drummond... I think Drummond poses the same problem like you could, you would have with a Boogie Cousins where all of a sudden you're playing Porzingis at the four. And I just don't think Porzingis can play the four. And you you're you might score a lot of points and you might get a lot of rebounds, but you're just, at this point, just going to have to outscore people. And right now that's kind of what they're having to do because they're last in defense. So I, I guess I don't know how you could get any worse. But... You know, man, maybe that is what they do. Maybe they do talk Drummond into play, and I do know he's friends with Porzingis, and who knows? But uh, I just don't think that's the. I just don't think Drummond looks at this Mavericks team and thinks that you know this is the team that's going to get him a ring. So the next player that I that is going to become available or is available is uh, Blake Griffin. You know, Detroit's already said they're not playing him. They're looking for a trade partner. If they can't find one, they probably will do some sort of buyout. Um, I do know that he has a player option, I think, at the end of this year, which he's obviously going to pick it up because he'll never make, I guess it's, I think it's for like 36, 38 million, I, I did something along those lines. And nobody's going to pay him that kind of money. Nobody. So he would be stupid to not, you know, pick up that player option. So. I, I do think that if you get Blake Griffin, you get him on a buyout. You do not want to trade for him because he will pick up that player option, and that player option will prevent you from signing anyone in this offseason. But knowing the Mavs, they're not going to sign anybody anyway, so I guess that kind of doesn't matter. But if he does become available, uh, I, I don't know... I guess when you're getting to be Blake Griffin's age, maybe you are wanting to play for a team that's going to help you compete for a championship. Um, when I look around some of these teams, anyhow, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> my phone keeps ringing on these dang things, and I I don't want to edit it out, uh, so I'm just going to leave it. Uh, so anyhow, Blake Griffin, uh, looking around the teams in this league, seeing um, who may or may not like to have him on their team. You know, if he's willing to come off the bench in Utah or they figure something out with Derek Favors, maybe they start Griffin and bring Derek Favors off the bench. I don't know if it's Derek Favors. I don't know what their starting lineup is anyways. But I could see him fitting in a place like Utah. I don't see him going back to the Clippers um, just based on that relationship. I don't see him going to the Lakers since they do have Anthony Davis, and that's kind of a, I don't know. I just don't know about that. I could see him playing in Phoenix. You know, Phoenix could use him. Portland is the same way. Portland is short some bigs. Um, I don't think San Antonio is interested. Uh, Denver, I just don't think wants to make pay the money. Golden State, I don't think has the money. 
Memphis might not be interested. So, you know, Dallas, I think, would be interested if he were bought out. Like I said, I don't do, you do not want to trade for him because I think he does have that player option. And that player option will prevent you from, you know, signing anyone this offseason because he will take it. Um, in the East, like Philadelphia, uh, I don't know. Some of these Eastern Conference teams might could use him. I I just know as I look down the, the rosters, I just don't know if when I look at teams that are, you know, in need of players, I, I just don't think Blake Griffin puts you over the top if you're serious about contending for a title. Um, the only reason why I think Dallas could do it is because even though he doesn't help you basically contend for a title, I, I think he makes them a better team. Um, Dallas isn't Dallas isn't as good as the top four in the league. I think they're just as good as Portland. I know they just lost, but I thought Dallas outplayed Portland. They just played pretty ignorant. But I do think Dallas's best case scenario is the five spot, and I think Blake Griffin could help them get there. I think he adds depth. He can shoot the outside shot. Um, a couple years back, he did make the All NBA team, um, but you know, last year he had his injury problems. This year, he just has no lift. I, I I don't know how. I think he's only averaging like thirteen a game. So I don't know, man. I I just I don't know how to feel about Blake Griffin. Um, it's just one of those things where he's gonna have to adjust his, and I think he has. He he's gonna have to do something different for his to adjust his playing style to fit his body now. You know he's not gonna jump over anybody and dunk on him anymore. So he's he's just gotta he's gotta adjust to that. And I I think he could fit in Dallas. Um, I think he can guard fours. It's not a problem. And I I think he still has something to offer. And if he did become available, I would be okay to, you know, if he would come and play with Dallas, I would take him. But now as far as guys who might be available through trade, you know, I'm looking through the teams in the NBA and, you know, as I scroll down the standings, you know, the, the first team that I come across that may have a player available is Toronto. I don't think Toronto will trade Kyle Lowry. Um, I do think that Toronto sticks with the team they got. Uh, I, 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 they are the sixth seed. You know, if the season were to end today, they don't have to do that play-in tournament. They've got an automatic spot, and they have played better. I mean, they're seven and three in their last ten games. Toronto was at the bottom. They obviously have worked hard to get to where they are. Um, if anything, I could see Toronto going after a Cousins or a Drummond because their front line, I think, is what's failed them. And adding Drummond to that team might uh, make a difference. or And even adding Cousins, for that matter, to that team, you know, could help them. You know, Baines isn't the guy I guess they wanted him to be. Boucher is a good player, but 
you know, he, he's really skinny. He's a good shot blocker, but, you know, he's not covering Joel Embiid. That's just, you know, he doesn't have the strength. You know, Drummond and Cousins have the strength to actually cover, you know, a guy that size. So, I don't think Toronto has anyone available. Charlotte, I don't see them trading any other players away. And as I go down the Knicks, the I mean, the Bulls, I know everybody wants Zach Levine. I, I get it. I know how good he is. But the Bulls would be pretty stupid to trade him right now. You know, the Bulls are actually in playoff contention at this point. Why they would trade their best player would, you know, that to me that's a fireable offense of their general manager. I do think they've done a really good job putting a team together. Um, if anything, if they're going to trade anybody off that team, I do think it's Lowry marketing. I, I think they, they turned down giving him an extension, and I do think that shows that he's kind of not part of their future. I do think if you, you know, called Chicago up and made him an offer for marketing, I think they would, he, you know, they would trade him. Um, I don't know what getting marketing would take, whether it's like a, a future first and, you know, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what Dallas would have to put in there. Um, I do think marketing could fit you know, he would have to play the four. I do think he could play the four a lot better than Porzingis. Marketing could be a guy that they target in the offseason. Unfortunately, marketing is just as often injured as Porzingis. So I'm not 100% sure that's kind of the guy you want to go after. But, uh... Yeah, I, I do think if Chicago is trading a player, it will be Larry Marketing. And I've always liked him. I, I do think, um, obviously, with last time Dallas played Chicago, um, Marketing killed him. Uh, I, I don't remember how many points he had. I, I want to say it was in the 30s. But he shot really well, and Dallas just had no answer. Uh, Miami. Miami's kind of worked their way to the 10th spot, they would be in that play-in game. Uh, I, I don't foresee Miami trading anyone away. I think if anything, Miami trades for somebody. I, I don't know. You know, Miami and Toronto and Dallas were kind of the three teams that saved their money in the offseason. And I think their ugly early struggles have shown that that I, I you know they they all three started out really poor. Um, Toronto's done the best to work their way back. You know Miami's done pretty good. They're still four games below five hundred. You know Dallas is two games below five hundred. But I just don't think it's a coincidence that those three teams who were saving for Giannis all started off poorly because they you know all the teams around them got better. While everybody, while those three just stood pat because they thought they were getting Giannis. So I don't think Miami trades anyone. Um, Atlanta, you know, the, the stories out there that John Collins is available. Uh, I would be interested in Collins. Um, I know one of the arguments against him is the fact that, you know, he may do good against Dallas when we see him, but 
against other teams he struggles. But, you know, I, I think, I, you know, when you put different guys in different offenses, you're, you're going to get different results. You know, and I know he's, his, uh, I guess he thinks he's worth the, the big extension, and that's one of the big reasons Atlanta didn't give it to him because they didn't think he was. I think they offered him a lot of money and he turned it down because he wanted more. Um, I think in Dallas, his numbers would be better. Uh, I think if you have, because I, I think, you know, when I think Porzingis can play better or plays better on the floor when he plays with Maxi. And I, I think when you put a guy like John Collins out there with him as well, I, I think Porzingis can play better because. All of a sudden, he he has the um, ability to uh, switch, you know, come from the weak side and block shots. You know, when when Dorian Finney-Smith is playing the four, all of a sudden he ends up getting switched onto a five when when it comes when a shot goes up, and obviously that's how Dallas kind of gets out rebounded. That's how Dorian Finney-Smith doesn't get as many rebounds as when he plays that four, and I think. I was wishing that when James Johnson got here that he would get more time at the four and we would see less of Dorian Finney-Smith at the four, but that hasn't gone that way, um, unfortunately. I, you know, it's too bad. I, I thought that we had a really good chance to improve that position defensively, and the coaching staff just hasn't, haven't felt that way about James Johnson. And I know he has his mistakes on offense, but he still gives you a better chance, I think, when he's playing the four over Dorian Finney-Smith. So having John Collins, I think, would be a big uh, contribution to this team. Um, I am curious as to if Atlanta would make you take somebody like Gallinari back because they could get a mulligan on that whole contract. I think they regret signing Gallinari for that dollar amount. I don't think he's given them what they thought he could. Because Atlanta, they're just, I mean, they're 2-8 and eight in their last 10. They're they're on the way down again. Um, you know, if they were to, if they were to able to sign Collins and, and add Gallinari to that deal, then they could go out and they could sign you know, another free agent this off season. You know, who best player available for them, you know. You know, they could heck they could bring in a guy like Larry Marketing and play him at the four on that team, you know. So I don't I do I don't know if that's they're interested in getting rid of Gallinari, if they want to keep him or whatever, but John Collins is a guy that I would like to have on my team. I do think he fits this Mavs team. I do think his play would be better on this Mavs team over the Hawks team. I don't think the Hawks are very good. My brother gets on to me for... uh, I'm not a big fan of Trey Young. I think Trey Young's a good player, but I think we kind of overrate him, or the the people in the media kind of overrate him. You know, he is a good shooter, but... To me, I feel like they've spent the last three years, you know, running their entire offense through Trey Young, getting him as many points as they can, 
to kind of prove to the fans and maybe even themselves that they made the right decision when they did that Luca trade. And it just hasn't worked out. And John Collins was one of the ones that came out and said, you know, playing with Young is tough because, you know, he. I, I'm not a big fan of his launching of those, you know, 30-footers. And I do, you know, everybody does get excited and they do show it on ESPN when they go in. They don't show you the misses on ESPN. So you're missing the three or four that he's missing. You know, you're not seeing those on the highlight packages. And I could just see how those players just get, you know, slump shoulders when they're going down to, you know, do an offensive possession and, and Trey launches one from 30 feet. And they're all just, you know, watching this ball just... You know, it's like, I could see getting frustrated. And so, I, I do think if you were to put John Collins on our on the Mavs team, it would be a much better team. Um, Orlando Magic, they've already come out and said that, uh, that they aren't trading any of their guys. Uh, that... I guess if anybody becomes available, the only thing that guy I can think of is that Ross. He would be a good addition to any team. I, I just don't think it's Dallas. So I, I just don't think Orlando trades anyone. They'll just stand pat. The Wizards, I don't think they're getting rid of anyone. They've actually played pretty decent lately. They're working their way back. I don't know if they make it to that top 10 teams, but... I don't think anybody's available on that team. I, I don't think Bradley Beal's available. I'm not interested in Russell Westbrook at all. And I doubt Mark Cuban is. Mark Cuban's been well outspoken on that. So I, I'm not interested in Westbrook. Bill is just one of those pipe dreams to me. It just reminds me of the time when everybody thought we were getting Darren Williams and Dwight Howard. I, it's just all a pipe dream. Um, the Cavs, obviously, they're trading uh, or getting. They're going to be getting rid of Drummond. I believe he's the only guy that's available on their team. There obviously could be one or two just kind of veteran players. They might move. Larry Nance would be a guy that I would be interested in. I don't think he's available. Um, if he were available, I if I were the Mavs, I would jump all over that. Larry Nance could play the four position, no problem on this team. I think he fits well on this team. Um, like I said, I just don't think he's available. Uh, you never know. You know, he's injured right now, so... You know, Cleveland, they're obviously in rebuilding status. They had a hot start, and then they kind of came down to reality. They're 1-9 and nine in their last 10 games. And then there's Detroit, obviously. They're, they've got the Blake Griffin thing. Other than that, I, I don't see them moving anybody else. Uh, maybe somebody calls them about Plumley when uh, guys who sign their contracts are able to be traded. I don't know if he's available. I'm just saying I could see if somebody called about Mason Plumley, I could see them, you know, listening. In the Western Conference, as I look down the. Uh, Standings, you know, Utah and the Clippers, the Lakers, the Suns, Portland, they're not trading anyone. San Antonio, I don't know what 
I don't know what San Antonio's plan is. I do hear things like they're kind of disappointed in Aldridge and maybe Aldridge is somebody they're looking to move. I, I don't know if that's a reality or if that's something they might wait for the offseason to do because they are in that sixth spot. They are playing well this year. Um, I think DeRozan, I want to say he's in the last year. I, I guess I need to look that up, but I, I want to say DeRozan's in that last year. And to me, his value's never been higher. I don't know if they're interested in moving him or if they're just going to play this season out and then kind of reevaluate their team, see who's available in free agency, and you know go from there. Um, Denver, I, I don't see them trading anyone. Um, I could see them trading for someone, but I don't see them trading anyone. Golden State, you know, I could see Golden State, if things don't start going their way, I think these next few weeks are important because I do think there's a chance, and I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying I do think there's a chance they might be interested in moving Ubre for the right deal. And I only say that because Ubre's costing them a lot of money. And it's not only his contract, but it's the the penalties they pay for having his contract. And it just I'm not saying they're going to move him. I just feel like if somebody called and offered the right thing, it wouldn't shock me to see his name being, you know, to see him being traded. You know, if there's some sort of deal out there and Golden State gets involved to be the third team. But obviously, as long as they're in playoff contention, maybe they won't do it, you know. But if for whatever reason they kind of fall in the standings, you know, maybe, maybe that's something they look at. I don't know. Memphis isn't trading anyone. Dallas is sitting at the 10th spot. Uh, we'll go to them in a minute. Sacramento, I do believe that Bielitsa, I've heard, is on is available. Uh, I don't think he's getting much playing time at the moment. I do think he's a guy that would fit in Dallas. Um, I didn't want. I don't. I wouldn't want to give up a ton. I mean, if it's something we could switch out James Johnson, because if they're going to play James Johnson, you might as well trade him. You know, you might as well just get something for him if you're not going to play him. And it, it makes me mad that they don't play him. But if you're not going to play him, just get something for him then. You know, don't waste a roster spot like that. So I do think Bielitz is the only guy available off that team. Um, you could probably get him for a second round or for, like I said, a James Johnson. You know, James Johnson could help a Sacramento team because they would probably play him. You know, James Johnson would probably be a guy that got minutes, minutes in Sacramento. New Orleans, I did, I, you know, you hear those rumors about Lonzo Ball. Um, I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what New Orleans is doing. Um, they're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. They're a very average team. Um, I just, you know, I, I'm in that, I'm in that side of the field or fence or whatever you want to say. 
I'm in that camp that believes that Zion and Ingram are playing the same position or are guys who are basically the same position and one of them's playing out of position. And I just don't think it's working together. Now, I don't think they would trade Zion and I do think they could get something really good in return for Ingram. I'm not saying they're going to, and I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying we've seen this team for several, you know, for a few years now, and it's just, it's not going anywhere. And so at some point, you've got to make some change. Now, I don't know who you could trade him to or what you could get in return for a guy like Brandon Ingram. I know his value is probably really high right now. Um, but... I, I just don't know what New Orleans is doing right now. And if I don't see them trading Ingram at all. Um, let me say that. I I don't think they will. I think they're going to try and make it work. But I just don't know how they're going to make it work because so far it hasn't. So um, I know they're young players. Um, maybe, you know, maybe over the next couple of years things change and they become better. But until then, I just don't see them making the playoffs for the next few years unless, unless something happens. But uh, Houston, I've talked about them. I don't think they're trading anyone. I, I don't think Eric Gordon will be available. Now, actually, I, I do. I forgot. Oladipo is a guy that I think is available. I just don't know how much I'm interested in him. Um, Oladipo is a good player. Oladipo is, you know, a former All-Star. But Oladipo's been hurt a lot lately, these last couple years. And I think he's a fantastic scorer when he's on the floor. But I, I, I just don't think that... Again, I don't think you want to put an often injured guy in the same lineup with Porzingis. And I just don't know how much he helps this team. I don't think he all of a sudden makes the Mavericks a fifth seed. Um, because you, you don't get any better defensively. Especially if if it costs you a guy like Richardson to get him. And I, I even though Richardson obviously hasn't been the greatest player on this team... I just, I do think Richardson is a better defender than Oladipo. So I don't think you get better defensively. And I, I just, I don't think Oladipo puts you over the top. Um, I, I think he is a free agent. I, I could see Dallas going after him this offseason and trying to convince their friends, they were fans, friends, fans, that they finally got a big fish. Because Oladipo signed with them, because I do think Oladipo will be available at some point in the off season. I just don't think I'm interested in him. I would rather have John Collins. I would rather have Bielitsa, to be honest with you, over Oladipo. Because I just don't think I think you're going to pay a lot of money and not get the result you want. That's all. Not that Oladipo is a bad player. I just don't think he's going to give you the results you want for the money you're going to have to pay for him. Oklahoma, I could see them moving Al Horford. Um, I could see them moving George Hill. I don't know who's interested in Al Horford because that contract is awful. 
Um, it wouldn't shock me to see somebody bring him in. I don't know who. I could maybe even see Phoenix. I don't know who Phoenix would trade, but Al Horford's contract is really large, and it's got some time left on it. And he just, some people believe he's not worth the money. I honestly think he could fit next to Porzingis. He could play that four position. And, <coughs> you know, he could help this team. But, you know, he's a good rebounder. But I just don't know for that money. I mean, if you bring in Al Horford, you're you're basically writing off the next couple off seasons. Um, you're not signing anybody, any anybody significant, because Horford's going to eat up a lot of that cap space. And George Hill, on the other hand, I believe his cap number for next year is something small. George Hill's a really good shooter. I think he would fit this team perfect. Um, I don't know how Dallas would get him. I do think other teams will go after him. I do believe one of the top teams in the East or the West, I do believe one of those teams will go after him. I don't know which one. Um, I could see even Phoenix doing it, having George Hill as a backup point guard to Chris Paul. But I do think he's available. I do think, I do think he will be traded. Um, Oklahoma's sitting at 14. You know, they need the number one pick in the draft. They've, you know, got their franchise guy and Gilgis Alexander. So um, they just need to collect assets. So I could see them trading Hill. Um, and then Minnesota, uh, somebody made a comment I read somewhere about maybe Malik Beasley being available. Uh if you give me Beasley over somebody like Trey Burke, I'll take him all day, every day. I do think Beasley could have a spot on this roster. Um, if we could trade him for a Wandu, you know, sign me up. I don't know what, I don't know what Minnesota might want for him. I don't know if he's available. I wouldn't be surprised if he were available. It's not like a big name, but he is a good player, and he is. Uh, He's a good shooter. Obviously, we saw what he did against Dallas the other day. Um, I, I don't know if he's available, but some believe he might be. <coughs> Minnesota seems to be always rebuilding every year. So, you know, that's something maybe to watch out for. Now, at the end of the day, going over all that... Um, I honestly don't think there's going to be a lot of movement in this uh, this season. I think these teams are just going to try and play this season out and just get it over with. Um, you know, maybe a team like Phoenix wants to take a shot at it, um, take a shot at a title run and bring in someone. I, I wouldn't be surprised because, you know, Phoenix has gone a, a long time without making the playoffs, and now all of a sudden they're sitting in the four spot, and they're playing very well, obviously. Um, Portland, I, I you know, Portland seems to be one of those teams that stands pat. Um, the Lakers always get buyout guys. The Clippers will probably get a buyout guy. The Jazz will probably remain, you know, stand pat. They've got a good team. 
you know, in the East, you know, I could see maybe Boston and, you know, Milwaukee or Brooklyn or Philadelphia. I could see them going after buyout guys, you know, and I, you know, I've already talked about Brooklyn, maybe, you know, going after Drummond or something like that. I, I could just see those teams just bringing in buyout guys. I just don't see anyone moving. I, I do think people are just trying to get this season over with and start the next one fresh, uh, because next year probably will start on time. It'll probably be an 82-game season. And, you know, there, there's not a ton of free agents. There will be some teams that have money. There's some teams that don't. You know, it's... I, I just don't think it's going to be a very exciting trade deadline. Um, you will see some... I think you will see some smaller names moved, like a... Like a Malik Beasley, for instance, or a George Hill. You know, guys that are good players that can help a team, you know, who's in title contention. I, just don't, I, I don't think Atlanta will find any suitors for John Collins unless they just want to get rid of him. Um, that's the only thing I can think of is if they're ready to just move on. But other than that, I, I don't think there's be, there'll be a lot of uh, transactions. Dallas... Um, I, I, if it were up to me, I would make a move. I would try to bring in somebody like John Collins, if I could, if it didn't cost me a lot. I don't know what Atlanta might want, whether it's draft picks or players. Um, I would trade Josh Green for John Collins. Um... I just don't think Dallas is interested in that. Bielitsa, I would trade a second-round pick or even James Johnson. Like I said, I would love to have James Johnson on this team, and I'd love to have him playing, but he ain't playing for whatever reason. So if you could get a guy like Bielitsa, a guy who could shoot um, and handle the ball, and he's not a terrible defender, he would improve this team. I would take him. I just don't think that's happening. I I don't think Dallas does anything. Um, I think Dallas stands pat. Uh, as far as the guys that are playing in the G League right now, you know, Tyler Bay's doing really good. The only way I can see him coming and playing is if it's the end of the season and Dallas has fallen out of the top ten. I could see them... Um, bringing in a guy like Tyler Bay and letting him play. Um, Tyrell Terry's doing well as well. It would be nice to get him some minutes over Trey Burke. I, I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Trey Burke. I do think he's a good player, but he's too streaky for me. I, he just, there are too many games where he just gives you nothing. And then... When he gives you that one game, everybody gets excited about it. But then 10 games go by and you got nothing. So I just, I would rather have Terry get those minutes over Burke. Uh, I think that's it, though. I just don't think Dallas makes a move. I think they're saving the money for next year. And I'm sure there'll be an excuse. They'll come up with an excuse this offseason when they don't spend the money. They'll save, be saving it for somebody else. I don't know, but if 
if Dallas is gonna if Dallas isn't gonna make a move, if they're gonna go with the team they have, if it were up to me, I would be the seller. I would see what I could get for Tim Hardaway. I would see what I could get for James Johnson because if you're not gonna do anything to improve your team, you're you're not good enough to win a title. You're you're just a mediocre team. So you might as well do what you can for next year. And I know that sounds bad, and I, I know that sounds – it's like a kind of a give-up type attitude, but, you know, they didn't spend the money in the offseason, and it's showing. And, you know, everybody else around them is getting better while they are while they stood pat. And, you know, is Hardaway a part of this team next year? I don't know. Um, I don't think James Johnson is. I do think they let James Johnson walk. Um, so if you're not if you're not going to play Johnson, you, you might as well see what you can get for him. If Tim Hardaway has value and you don't think he's going to be on your team next year, you might as well see what you can get for him. Uh, you know, because right now you're just you're a mediocre team, and you know they have played better. Late as of late, you know they're five and five in their last ten, um, which is which is funny. It's five hundred, but it's better than what they were playing. So I, I just I, it's kind of a disappointing season for Dallas. Um, obviously, it would have been nice to not have COVID players. It'd have been nice for you know Porzingis to have been ready when the season started. And just it hasn't gone our way, and I just don't see the front office doing anything. I, I, I'd be willing to bet that Donnie's willing to do it. And I know a lot of people give a lot of Donnie a lot of flack, but you know Donnie, Donnie's doing what Cuban tells him to. You know Donnie's not the one who's, you know, he's the one that makes the trade, but he's only making the trades if Cuban tells him to make trades. You know, if Cuban comes out and says, go make this team better right now, you know, he's going to go out and try and get John Collins. But if Cuban wants to save his money for the next season, then Donnie's not going to do anything. And I I don't think they're going to make any coaching changes this year. I would love to see a new offensive coordinator coach and a new defensive coordinator coach. They're not any good, but anyhow, they play Monday and... Um, so Tuesday I will put together a podcast. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at the Mavs Outsider. And if you could rate and review me, and again, I apologize for the phone ringing. I I didn't want to edit them out. So, uh, until next time, we'll see you then. Later.